0: Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. My next guest is somebody I, for one, am really very proud of. And everybody that I've spoken to the last couple of days that uh, knows him or have gotten to know him during this effort to uh, win the gubernatorial here in New York has said the same thing. Every voter that voted for Lee Zeldin, proud they did vote for him and very proud of his campaign. Remember, this man started way, way back and was able to make this a nail-biter, which is a testament to him, a testament to him. So even in loss, New York won, and we'll detail that during this conversation. Here he is, my friend, Congressman Lee Zeldin. Good morning, Lee. How are you, pal?
1: Doing all right, Sid. Good to be with
0: you. Good to be with you, too. And I'm glad you're doing all right. I mean, I hope you're hearing that from, I know you are, but I hope you are hearing from most people, Lee, how proud they are of you, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter, for the really fine campaign that you ran. It wasn't about name calling or any of that nonsense. You put out the issues. uh, You put out really good arguments and plans how to fix the issues. I hope you're getting a lot of, hey, Lee, I'm proud of you.
1: Oh, well, listen. I I I'm out there trying to convey to everybody else how grateful I am uh, for their help. Uh, you know, you were out there on the airwaves. You know, you are day in day out to get the message out to the people, to so everyone understands that you have to Thank get you. out and vote. And at the end of the day, you know, we ended up with uh, almost three million votes. I mean, it's it's been wow. 52 years since the last time a GOP candidate in the state uh, has gotten these many votes and it's a it's a this isn't about me it's about what we were talking about uh, the issues that uh we were debating every single day the effort of thousands of people around the street who were on social media and they were emailing and texting and you know as you are on the radio uh this was certainly very much a team effort and this team put up a strong showing
0: You're right. It's been since Rockefeller all the way back. Even Pataki didn't get that many votes when he won 16 years ago. So, once again, a testament to the campaign you ran. And New Yorkers who really did believe in you. You know, I'm hearing people now, Lee, come back and say, well, you know, now that I think about it, maybe if he got to abortion quicker, now that I think about it, maybe he should have distanced himself from President Donald Trump. Look, my opinion is, as long as there's a D in front of your name in New York— It's very difficult for the Republican to win. I think you ran a perfect race. I don't have any regrets on how you ran it, but I know you're hearing some of these things. Do you have any regrets?
1: Zero. Uh, I'm very happy with uh, our message during this campaign. We were focusing on the issues that matter most to New Yorkers, and we weren't uh, distracted in in trying to get people to change their priorities to focus instead on other issues that – they weren't focused on. And I think that our biggest strength uh, from a messaging standpoint was that there was just so much consistency from the the moment we got to this race, April 8th of 2021, and we were stating exactly what our purpose was, that we want to do our part to save this state, to reverse the, the out-migration. All the people leaving understand why it is, why are they hitting their breaking point, and our ideas... Uh, For how to reverse those attacks on wallets, on safety, on freedom, on our kids' education. So we come into the race, and if you were to ask me then, why are you running? This is what I would state then. And then, you know, at any point during the race, right up to the very end, if it was the morning of, the day before, you say, hey, Lee, why are you running? It was the same exact answer. But substantively, you know, this wasn't just, um, you know, we need to save our state and that's the end of it. Uh, You know, it was. It was understanding why New York leads the entire nation in out-migration and coming with specific proposals. How do we take back our streets? So when we were talking about you know, uh, whether it's reversing, overhauling cashless bail and some of these other pro-criminal laws and removing weak district attorneys who refuse to enforce the law, uh, backing our men and women in blue – the, the dozens of different proposals, for example, to make sure that law-abiding New Yorkers are in charge of New York streets instead of criminals, I mean we came with specific ideas right. so that people who are supporting us, you know, they weren't just out there saying, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm voting for Lee Zeldin because I hate Kathy Hochul. You know, that there are people out there who would be able to articulate – many, 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 many people would be able to tell you why they were voting for us. Um, you know what specifically we stood for uh, and and I thank a whole lot of people for helping to get that message out so that people understood exactly what we stood for. This was not a campaign that was just you know based off of anti the other person
0: right, which a lot of campaigns are, so just a yes or no will suffice here, and I don't want to move past this guy, but if you had the chance to do it if, over if, again. If the
1: question is whether or not I could get into Peter Luger's. the
0: answer is still no. <laughs> no, you'll get in now. I, mean, you, I think you don't even realize how popular you are. I mean, people really, they, well, they were in mourning yesterday. Lee, I swear to God, that's how much people loved you. But uh, one more time, if you had the chance not to take the endorsement from President Trump, yes or no, would, would you change that? I wouldn't change anything. You wouldn't change anything? Fine. Good answer. No, Perfect. I, Good. I, I,
1: I, would not, I would not change anything about how, We we ran the campaign. The messages that we were focused on. The decision to get in, nothing. Uh, I'm really happy and and proud of of the team, and also all the candidates. Um, You know, the statewide candidates. We had a great slate. They campaigned hard, and then all the candidates out there for Congress and state legislature. uh, It was. It was really a, a good team, good message all around. Agree. Zero regrets.
0: Now, you, you know, you, you talk about the other uh, candidates, Lee, and I know you're too humble to take the credit. But the truth is, uh, f- uh, flipping four congressional seats here in New York, two out there on Long Island, Lee, by you, I can't help but think that'll happen because your name was at the top of the ticket. I know you're going to fall short of taking credit. But you have to take solace, if not some real joy, in the fact that there you are at the top and all these Republicans won here in New York. Well,
1: there's an important lesson for campaigns that will be run in the future, the need to run as one team and one ticket. What ends up happening when you run together is that our efforts will bring our voters out in their districts, which help them. Their efforts will bring their voters out which will help us. And when you in, in politics, when you're aligned with people who share common values and goals and you choose to run as a team, it just lifts up all boats and and that's what happened across the state. And it's not, you know, it's not that uh you know I'm saying that you know that somebody who wins, you know, a house race uh should be saying that they you know would not have won if not for you know i'm not one of those people right um what what i'm what i would say though is a big thank you from me to them for running being great candidates running great campaigns and i'm sure that in all of their districts i got more votes because they were on the ballot that's the product of running as a team
0: you are uh, really a team player, Lee. You really are a super guy. Lee Zeldin here joining us this morning after a tremendous fight and a great campaign in his run for governor here in the state of New York. He said some things about Kathy Hochul in your concession speech because I think you did feel that way, and you're you're a decent man. But uh, in your heart of hearts, uh, completely honest here, okay, completely honest, do you have any real, any real confidence that she is going to change anything for the better? Here in the state of New York.
1: You know, I uh, that's up to her. And what she needs to do uh, is is break away from people who helped her. They They saved her at the end. I mean, the the New York, uh, the, the state working families party might deserve the most amount of credit from an organization standpoint to To get her across the finish line, to get out the votes out of the city, uh, there are some labor unions uh, that really stepped up uh, at the end, uh, organizationally, to help get her votes out. And you know what happens is, you know, in, in politics, you end up feeling like you, uh, owe, uh, you owe something to these people who helped you out. Now, everybody's wired differently. And I'm not going to speak for how, you know, how she's waking up this morning as to, you know, who she owes. We we had a pleasant conversation uh, yesterday. It was brief. I offered to help however I possibly can to call on me as a, as a resource. Uh, and the reality here is that you have just over 3 million people who voted for one candidate and just under 3 million people who voted for another candidate And when you want to be the governor of New York, you're running to be the governor for all New Yorkers. And there are millions of people who didn't vote for her. They certainly didn't help her win the race, but they have, I believe, the better ideas on stuff like fighting crime and securing our streets. Now, she shouldn't feel like there's, you know, she's on an island or or in the wilderness. Um, I I would make two arguments. One is, There are Democrats who want to give judges discretion away dangerousness, whether it's Mayor Adams in the city, Bob Duffy, former lieutenant governor, he's in the Rochester area. Uh, He was the the lieutenant governor for the first four years of Andrew Cuomo. There are a bunch of Democrats who want to make changes uh, to secure our streets. So she she has Democrat allies. Secondly, is the Working Families Party did a lot to help her, but in many respects that was self-preservation. It was a gubernatorial election. They're trying to get as many votes on their line as possible because if they don't get enough, then they cease to exist as a party. So, you know, I would not be waking up this morning saying that you, you know, that you owe them where you know you, you now have to pass the next pro-criminal law that they're advocating <laughs> for. You have to push back on that. Uh, the people of New York are desperate for it and and lastly you're going to have a whole lot of people continuing to leave the state if you don't quickly turn it around uh so you know as far as measurement and success goes if she doesn't change her ways on you know, a lot especially as we we're just talking about in fighting crime but you know the economic the tax and spend policies energy policies and more what's going to happen is you're going to have some stat coming out you know in a year or two years where you're going to be measuring how New York is, you know, continuing to lead the nation in population loss or is 50 out of 50 in business climate or, you know, first in this tax or you know whatever the stat is, that becomes more and more on you. Do you want your legacy to be the person who was the governor when, you know, New York dot dot dot, you know, and you fill in with the negative possibilities here Uh, So from from that standpoint, you just you have to get to work, put together a coalition of support that can't be relying on the Working Families Party, because I I really do believe the Working Families Party would enthusiastically uh, be fast tracking a erosion of a lot that already has taken many hits in the state.
0: Well said, Lee Zeldin. You know, you talked about labor unions and folks backing Kathy Hochul. Um, I'm sure you weren't angry. That's not your demeanor, not your personality. But how disappointed were you with Pat Lynch and that group?
1: Well, you know, as far as the NYPD officers go, uh, you know, maybe we got ninety-five plus percent. I mean, it was strong, passionate uh, support from the NYPD officers, and you know, as far as decisions that you know are made at the uh, at the top, uh, you know, listen, I I, I believe that we should have been out there campaigning together um but that decision was was made not to and there you know there are a few whether it's people or groups uh that that are out there where they make that strategic decision not to uh you know I'm a military guy and you know there's it's one thing to be in a foxhole with someone um but what's even tougher is when it's time to get out of the foxhole in advance and I just spent 19 months advancing from a foxhole to to do everything in my power to you know be able to you know to take the hill and save the state. And even if someone is in my foxhole, if they're refusing to come out of it, it's it, it makes it impossible in a state like this to be able to you know, win these races. So yeah, like listen, there are a few people out there who just decided that they weren't going to help take the hill. And as a consequence, you're unable to accomplish the mission and then you you know, you're stuck with the consequences of that. So, you know, it, that that aspect of it is probably more disappointing for you know, members in his ranks than it would be for for me. Um and as far as why, I mean, that's a decision for for him. I have a lot of I've I've always had a lot of uh, respect uh for Pat Lynch. Um you know, he's He's someone who, you know, he's a, he's a a good leader. He's, you know, he's someone who, you know, he, he's always there for the families of the fallen. Uh, he's always looking out for the men and women in his ranks. Uh, he just decided on this particular one not to help us take the hill, and that's unfortunate.
0: You did mention uh, you served this country. You did proudly one of the many qualities you have. So uh, ahead of tomorrow, let me wish you a happy Veterans Day, because it is folks like you that continue to allow us to have freedoms like this, like you and I discussing this election right here. So thank you so much for your service. Have you heard from Mayor Eric Adams since uh, Tuesday's results?
1: I, I haven't, no.
0: Is that disappointing?
1: I, I honestly, I don't have the, the emotion that is consuming me right now. Is, is not, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not disappointment as, as far as like, you know, who, who hasn't called. Right. Um, so, what, so, what, so, what is
0: it? Talk about that. The exact emotion that's consuming you right now. What is that exactly?
1: Yeah, and I would, and I would just say, you know, like some people in their defense, like they don't want to reach out. Right afterwards, because they know that I'm getting bombarded. You know, like there are a lot of texts and calls and emails. So for anyone who's going to reach out, you know, they decide, okay, you know, I'll reach out on Thursday instead of Wednesday. It's not like I'm sitting here. Oh my gosh, you haven't called me yet. Please, actually, you're doing me a favor because there's, you know, there's been enough people (laughs) reaching out, and I'm grateful for everybody reaching out. I'm not complaining about it. so that you know that's my thought on that you know, as far as the the emotion goes I, i'm i'm very proud of the effort of our team there were thousands of volunteers tens of thousands many 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 tens of thousands of uh don't, of small dollar donations that came in uh we ran uh, a campaign that was defined on the the substantive positions uh there, there was a clear Choice and option that was placed to voters in New York. Um, as a result, I, I feel like voters all across the state, for the first time in a long time, regardless of whatever district you lived in, uh, there was the clearest sense of of purpose and, and reason to get involved in the campaign and to show up and vote. Uh, I love our country. I would take a, a bullet for to defend our country. I'm in my 20th year in the army, and I. Uh, I, I love it. My, my service in the military is something that I'm far prouder of than you know any other job I'll, I'll ever have. Um, and just to see so many people—I mean, to have almost you know three million people showing up and voting for us—I mean, there was no apathy. Um, people you know, had a renewed. Uh, level of, of energy and enthusiasm and participation in the process. And and I'm one of those people who just wants everybody to get involved. And whether you vote for me or you don't vote for me, uh, it's, it's not like that. I'm not trying to suppress um, people to not show up on November 8th if they – don't want to vote for me. Obviously, if you're if you're asking me, hey, you know, I have a choice of two people, and you can only allow one of them, right. uh, you know, to, to show up. I mean, yeah. listen, if you really wanted to get into a you know real Machiavellian view of uh, you know of politics and life and polit- and, uh, and these elections, it's just a, a very different strategic conversation. But I, I love to see people participating, and so I, as far as the emotion goes, we left it all out on a field. We truly don't have any regrets. Uh, we ran a campaign that we're, that we're proud of, and we're not going anywhere. I mean we're, uh, we have a lot, lot of work to do, and I really do hope that while I'm not expecting those controlling Albany you know to have some epiphany where all of a sudden the pendulum is just swinging back in January because it's still going to be one party rule. I hope that somewhere in this they understand the will of the people on any of what we're talking about and start moderating positions on anything because there are a whole lot of people who are are going to leave the state and never look back. And that's a really serious issue, and I know that we did everything in our power during this campaign Uh, to change the direction of the state, to save our state. And again, we're not going anywhere.
0: You certainly did. So rubbing up this uh, great conversation, uh, when we found out the results on Wednesday morning, my wife, Danielle, you know well, she said to me, so what does Lee do next? And I said, you know, I, I don't know what Lee does next. So here he is, Lee Zeldin. What do you do next?
1: I'm I'm going to be getting a job making you fresh coffee every morning. <laughs> it, it would be a privilege. Um I don't know, I mean, listen, you're a guy who doesn't necessarily need coffee, but it would be my honor. <laughs>
0: You're right. I don't need coffee. You're right about that. But uh, so you're, you're not even sure yet. You, you know, this is just this is all new. You're still you're probably still in the campaign mode in your head. You haven't even considered what to do
1: next yet, right? I could go be I could go be a, a busboy or dishwasher at <laughs> Peter Luger's. That'll get me in the door.
0: That'll get you in the door, there's no doubt. Well, listen. I speak on behalf of uh, millions of New Yorkers. Three million, nearly. Who voted for you, Lee, and we're all really proud of you. Just a tremendous race. I don't believe anybody, anybody could have done a better job. Your campaign was smart. You were on the point. You destroyed her in that one debate that you had And I think at the end of the day, just my opinion, the numbers in this state for Democrats don't go well for Republicans, and that's the only reason why you lost, not because of your performance or your policy. So congratulations on a great campaign, and uh, keep fighting, my friend. I think you're awesome.
1: Uh, Thank you, Sid. Take care. I look forward to next time.
0: Me too. There he is, folks, Congressman Lee Zeldin. And uh, I was one of those uh, guys, those jerks who actually, like, text him like an hour later, hey, you want to come on? (laughs) I'm one of those guys He's like, I appreciate it if you give me a couple of days. That wasn't me. It was like an hour. But uh, Lee did, in fact, come on. So thank you for that. I guess we'll take a short break. Lee, that was fantastic. Not good, fantastic.